Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. We are very excited. This is episode two. And if you guys listened to episode one, which was the quote-unquote foundation of Josh and Sarah Bomar, you know that this episode is going to be all about the day we met, how we met, who hit on who, all the fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah, again, so we, these first few podcasts, we're really trying to lay the foundation of who we are and and how we met and all that fun stuff, you know, just so you guys can really, I don't know, appreciate what we bring to the table and, and hopefully understand we come from a position of credibility. Yeah. So I know a few people have been following us since the beginning. Everyone always jokes like, I've been following you since you had your maiden name and all the fun stuff. But we actually do have a YouTube video on how we met. It's a little bit older and we've gained a lot more following. I hate using that word, but a bigger family on Instagram and social media accounts beyond. So we wanted to do another rendition of how we met and all of the fun stuff. So... If you guys listened to episode one, you know that we met during the Arnold in 2014. And for everyone who doesn't know, the Arnold is a huge fitness convention. There's also a NPC show, an IFBB show. There's a ton of different sports and it's the world's largest fitness expo. So if you can imagine 400,000 people coming into Columbus, Ohio every single year in the middle of March when it's super cold and super snowy and it's inevitable that it always has bad weather. Oh, of course. It always has bad weather. So I was in, I was living in Toledo, Ohio at the time, and I was in town for the Arnold to work with Isolator Fitness and our friend Dave Vollmer. I was getting ready for the Pittsburgh show, which was later in May. And I was, it's Friday, Friday night. I didn't work out. So Saturday night came around of the show. We're diving right into the story. Yeah. This is it. This is how we met. We're going. This is it. Um, our children are going to listen to this. So (laughs) (laughs) the expo is three days long. And if you guys have ever worked an expo, you know that there is a level of tired and then there's a level of expo tired. And then there's a level of expo tired while also getting ready for a show and still needing to train after you've been on your feet since eight in the morning, talking to people about selling meal prep bags. So I knew Saturday I needed to find a 24-hour gym or at least a gym that was going to be open. And surprisingly, there's not a ton of options Saturday night for a day pass user in Columbus, Ohio. That's open pass That's open pass seven because that's how late I was at the convention center. So I'm getting ready for a show. I need to find a gym. I'm on Google just trying to find any 24-hour gym in Columbus. And I found two and they were both lifetime fitness they weren't 24 hours but they did close at midnight so basically 24 hours and i drove it was about 20 minutes out of the way because i was living in toledo which is about two and a half hours outside of columbus and i get to the gym and the manager or the person working the front desk tells me that a day pass is going to be 40 dollars, and i was appalled and i said well i'm literally just going to go lift. I'm not even going to go do cardio. Like I'll be here for like 45 minutes. Like, is there any way that you can waive that? Because at the time 
$40 was an enormous, and it is an enormous amount of money just for a day pass. That's to work out. ridiculous. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like four months at Planet Fitness. So I was not going to pay it. I was about to walk out and the manager who actually still works there, he called over to her and he said, oh, just let her in. You know, we don't get a ton of Arnold traffic just because it is about 20 minutes outside of the convention. It's a Saturday night, hardly anyone's in there. And I'm in a new gym in a new environment. I'm very tan somewhat lean, lean-ish. You have polka-dotted pants on. I had pink polka-dotted pants on, and I did not want to be bothered. I had talked to people. Hat on. Literally all day. I had a hat on. I had my plug-in headphones, because with the cool cord, you know, <laughs> it was before wireless. And I'm in the gym. I'm lifting glutes, and I was doing a superset between the Smith machine and the assisted pull-up machine. It was Which, my by life. the way, is all the way across the gym. Yeah. They are not close to each other. They're very far away. And luckily, there was hardly anyone there. It was Saturday night. Arnold's in town. Most people during the Saturday of the Arnold go to the casino because that's where the Meet the Athletes or convention the bars. is. Or they're at the bar or they're at the finals of the bodybuilding show. They're definitely not at the gym at around 9 o'clock at night. No. So I just didn't want to be bothered because I was tired from talking to people all day. I was in a new environment, so I really had don't talk to me written all over my face. And from my perspective, all I see is a girl that should be at the bars, that should be at the casino, and she's not. She's at the gym working out. I don't care what she had written on her face. <laughs> I was going to talk to her. So, so I needed to I, know who this person was. I love your side of this story. So I want you to tell your side of sure. trying to trying to. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so she obviously said she was supersetting across the gym. Well, that one machine is right beside the water fountain. So it I'm is. thinking this girl is in the squat rack, and then she's going to go over to get a drink. So I'm like, oh, I'll just time a water fountain meetup. This will be perfect. So. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm sitting there and I do push-ups and I see her coming. She's like, oh. I'm like, okay, here she comes, you know, and she's coming across the gym heading right for the water fountain. So I do some push-ups, I get all pumped up and I try to time it, you know, and I'm going in for the attack and then she turns off right at the water fountain and does that stupid freaking assisted pull-up machine thing where she pushes it down with her foot yep. and I'm sitting there getting a drink and I'm like, gosh, dang it. And so she goes all the way back over to the Smith machine and I go back over to the dumbbells. And all the while I... I'm not going to be mean, but I didn't notice you at all. Yeah. Well, this, yeah. like after like five times of this, I'm frustrated at this point. I'm like, and very full of water. I'm like, yeah, yeah I've got lots of drinks. Lots I'm of like, drinks. Yeah. I'm like, who does she not need water when she works out? Like, is this girl a psycho? I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> so I got desperate and I knew it was just a matter of time for she just bailed on the gym because, yep. and I couldn't drink any more water. I was going to pop. So, so you broke the, the, the golden rule, the unwritten rule of never talk to someone when their headphones are in and they're working out and they have a hat on. i was desperate yeah you were lifting glutes things were pumped up i they, had pink polka dot pants it was on not, it was not good um for me i was uh definitely distracted yeah and so i was going to talk to you so i go up headphones are in i wait till that headphone comes out and i'm yeah. waiting like a lion about to pounce on its prey as soon as it comes out i had this super sexy pickup line of did you work the arnold and uh yeah timely 
timely. It was not a pickup line, guys. No, it was, it was just pathetic. a weird question and I interrupted said, hey, my workout. Hey, did you work the Arnold? Because she's super tan and, and she's like, she turns around. She's got this like nasty look on her face, but it surprisingly looked pleasant when she saw me. So my face and demeanor definitely changed when I saw you because you were very lean too. You were getting ready for the same show that I was getting ready for. And obviously everyone wants to look their best for the, the Arnold. Arnold. Yes. And so, I've done like 8,000 pushups by this time because you, I was trying and you to looked very up. hydrated. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you did, you asked me if I worked the Arnold and in which I told you, yes, I did. No, it was more like, yes, yes, yes I did. Oh my gosh. Ooh. And I don't get like floaty and I was like, ooh. Was so, and you had a red stringer on. I did. Yeah. You were very tan as well. So, we kind of got to talking. I told you I was working the Arnold. I didn't tell you what company it was for. Ironically, you knew the owner, which is a later part of the story. So we're just talking. Hey, what do you do? Hey, how old are you? Where are you from? That's when we realized your mom and I shared a birthday. Yeah, that was like, yes. wow, that's pretty cool. You know, yep. we had a real cool conversation. It, it wasn't did. it wasn't forced. It was very natural. Mm -hmm. um, I was very intrigued that you had your master's. I couldn't believe that. Yeah. I was so impressed. Sorry for um, making fun of you for your Instagram following. It's okay. Yeah. You did. I, I had like, I, I think 15,000 followers, <laughs> maybe 10,000. It wasn't very many. And that's so mean of me, but I did. I made fun of you. I'm like, yeah, well, I don't have a big butt and boobs is what so, I said. So from my perspective, though, <laughs> you're stupid. Um. So we were talking about the Arnold and I asked you if you competed and in my head and in my natural history, in my brain, I asked you if you worked the Arnold or if you were competing in the Arnold and I know you didn't say this, but in my head, <laughs> I find it funnier. I, I think you said, quote, no, I've won it twice. So I wanted to give someone else a chance. Oh my gosh. That is not true. It's folks. not, but in my head, I've rewritten history and that's what you said. I, I, I even played it <laughs> off like, no, I've, I've competed before and, uh, you know, I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to compete at the Arnold again. And you're like, wow, well, you're really lean. You should, you should, you probably would have done well. And I said, well, I actually won it twice. So I wasn't going to do it, Humble do wreck. it again. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm trying to, turn you know and i actually just turned ifbb pro so, so i can't compete there even if i wanted so I, to i'm not gonna i can't yeah. compete there yeah that's how the real version of the conversation we'd have to go back to the tapes at lifetime i mean it's it's pretty much the same I thing feel like if, we're, if we're really calling it how it's it a is. combination of the two but so I, I tried to stay humble but that <laughs> that part was i was also very proud of humble that brag. Humble so brag. we had a great conversation and it was 10 10 30 at night at this point yeah. and absolutely had to get up early for the Arnold the next day because I was working it. You were walking around networking. You lived in Columbus at the time. Right. I did not. So next day at the Arnold, and if you guys follow us on Instagram, you know I am the least giddy person. I don't like pretty monotone, pretty, pretty mellow. And the next morning, we all of the employees slash athletes that were working the booth we got there early that way we could talk about the plans for the day we could get our coffee we could do all the stuff so me and me and this girl linda she's like you want to go get coffee and i'm like well i don't drink coffee but like i'll walk with you and she's like you seem like really like floaty <laughs> today and i'm like well i was like yeah um i met this guy at the gym and she 
freak. She's like, oh my gosh, tell me all about him. So I showed her your photos and I was like, Linda, like he said that he was going to like come by the booth today. And I'm like, I'm so nervous. Like, what if he doesn't? Like, what if I <laughs> like, you know, hyped this conversation up in my head and he really is just going to like blow me off. She's like, oh no, like he's totally, you know, she was like, he's totally going to come. And I was like, okay, like maybe he will. And then around lunchtime and I told the owner I told Dave this too and Dave's like why are you so like floaty today like that's the word giddy. everyone was yeah. using floaty and giddy and I'm like I told him and I didn't tell him your name I was just like I just met this guy at the gym and he he was just like so nice and so cool and so hot and I, I think he's gonna come by the booth and Dave's like, oh, okay, yeah, I bet he does come by. And I'm like, no, he said he would. He's like, okay, I bet he does. And I'm like, no, he <laughs> will. And so around noon, you come a stroll, and I see you walking down the, the hallway. And Sundays at the Arnold are less crowded, so I could actually see you coming. And I grab Dave. I'm like, Dave, he's coming. I told you he would come. I told you, I told you, I told you. And, like, and he, sees, he sees Josh, and he's like, this guy? I know this guy. And I'm like, what? Like, how do you two know each other? And Dave and I had been friends for years. Yeah. I had a lot of fun business ideas for him and his company. And I loved his brand. And he actually had isolator cuffs, mm -hmm. um, which were super cool. And I thought it would be a great idea um, for him to rent them to gyms. And I had this elaborate business plan that was not great, to be honest. Not great. He didn't go with it. But... but you but got I, a friend out of it. I got a friend out yeah. of it. And uh, and so that was super funny and a big coincidence that she worked for Isolator Fitness. And and obviously Dave had good things to say about me. And, yes. And, uh, and, and he let me go to lunch with you. So our yes. first like date was the convention center food court. Oh, which yeah. Which is every girl's biggest fantasy. Oh, I mean, they write, they write books about this. I wrote that know. in my diary. So <laughs> we had lunch. Um that day and you actually dropped a huge red flag on me on that day it was so funny we're like eating bomb. and we order food and she orders a vegetarian food mm -hmm. and i'm like um that's kind of weird question mark why and she's like well i'm actually a vegetarian and if you guys listen to first, po first podcast you know mm -hmm. that i'm like a super redneck outdoorsy type grew up you know hunting and fishing and big big bow hunter big big bow hunter and she drops that she's a vegetarian so i'm like oh my gosh things so were, close this was gonna be so great you know i was like you're so hot and and i was like and, and smart and you have your masters and this is a deal breaker yeah and, and i but i did keep an open mind and you explained yes. the benefits of conservation and hunting very eloquently and so i decided and this might be another podcast episode, but I decided that I was fine with it, obviously, because you ate what you hunted. Yeah. And it was all in the name of conservation. So we ended never up... Never shot anything just for fun. But, right. you know, it was it was kind of cool because you said this line that I'll never forget. You said, uh, you said, well, I'm not against hunting. I'm just against the way the animals are treated right. in, in the meatpacking industry. You know, if animals are treated... Like, hunting actually sounds kind of interesting to me. I'd, I'd be open-minded to it. And I yeah. said... Oh, so you're telling me there's a chance? It's <laughs> basically. basically the line from Dumb and Dumber came yeah. into my head. I was like, "Yes, this is this is not all bad, right?" And because it was a deal breaker for me, it's a very big part of our life now. So it's really funny that that will definitely be a separate podcast for vegetarian sure. to bow hunter. Vegetarian to bow hunter. I do have a blog on it if you're just chomping at the bit to learn about that. So I um that so then I went back to the booth and worked the rest of my quote unquote shift, 
with the idea that I was going back to Toledo that night because, but, but but mother nature had other plans. Mother nature said, not today. You're not leaving. And so she dumps monsters, monster amount of rain and ice and snow all at the same time, shutting down Columbus and keeping poor Miss Sarah stranded in Columbus. And I didn't have a hotel room for that night because Dave had booked my hotel. I didn't have money to book my own hotel, but I also couldn't get home. So the line, what was the line that you gave me? Luckily for her, she knew somebody that lived in Columbus, AKA me. Yes. And And so, and you said, I would love if you came over because I would love to take you to my favorite breakfast place in the morning. This was a genuine, genuine offer because, and you could ask any one of those waitresses at that place and they would all tell you i've never brought a girl there yeah and so that was a big deal to me to bring somebody and you meant that much to me i was yes. super excited to take you to the best breakfast in town and uh and i said stay with me and i'll take you to breakfast in the morning and yep. and so she did guys i did i mean I did. after one day of knowing me she spent the night yep you didn't chop me up and put me in the wall so that um, was good that was going to be the third night but yeah but you left i know so, <laughs> so we hung out, obviously we went to dinner that night too, hung out, went to breakfast the next morning and then I think hung out a little bit more and then I had to leave once yeah. the weather got a little bit better. And at the time, if you listen to episode one, you know, I was working in a digital marketing agency at the time and Josh is convinced I'm lying about this, but anyone who's ever interviewed anywhere knows that this, I'm telling the truth. I was already looking to move. I loved my job at the agency, but I just had felt like I capped myself and I wanted, I wanted to stay in marketing, but I wanted to work at a different agency with different clients, sexier clients. So I was already applying to different agencies all over Ohio. And if anyone knows anything about Columbus, it's a very large city. There's more fortune 500 headquarters in Columbus than any other city in America. It's the 14th biggest city. And so I was really drawn to Columbus. It wasn't too far from my parents in Toledo. And so I was already applying. I was already applying actually back in December. Josh is convinced I wasn't because mm-hmm. as luck as luck would have it, the next day after I got home from the Arnold, I got a call about an interview, about interviewing in Columbus. Obviously, I wouldn't just apply and get an interview the same day, mm-hmm. Joshua. So it was just very strange how coincidence. yeah, how fate kind of works out and works in that way. So I, I had a lot of vacation stored up. So I would just like randomly take a day oh. and pop down to Columbus oh, just, yeah. just to like check in on Josh. Three days later, she swore I was promiscuous <laughs> and sleeping with a bunch of girls. She And I told her I wasn't at the time. And yeah. At the time. At the time. Yeah. I need to throw that in there. Yeah. Because um, I don't need you to get bombarded with emails. Right. (laughs) Like, well. (laughs) Well, hang on a second. Well, actually. But truth truth is, she would just randomly show up at my place. Sure did. Had to check up on you. And uh, was I always alone? You were. Yep. See? Yep. And so I... uh, I had to do my homework on you. Yeah, well, I don't blame you. Yeah. And so so she would randomly show up and, hi, by the way, I'm staying for two days. Yep. Hope you don't mind. And if you do, I don't care. So... (laughs) So Sarah was very aggressive. And usually you would think it'd be the other way around, but she was determined to me. I just had a feeling. So that was early March and... 
I ended up going to the interview. I got the job offer and I accepted the offer all within about a two week period. I then quit my job at the agency in Toledo that I was working with and was planning to move to Columbus to take this job. And Josh said, you're not moving in with me. It's way too soon. Get your own place. Get your own place. So I also had Tom, my little kitty cat. And so I ended up getting my own. I got a room with a few other girls in a house. Like a little sublease kind of deal. So that was really nice. And I quit my job, moved to Columbus on, I think it was April Fool's Day. I think that was the actual day. So about three weeks, three weeks after. And I ended up not taking the job. Well, no, there was a week in between. There was a week in between. And, and I and I said, Sarah, I said, I've designed all these programs. I've spent years on making these these nutrition programs, these do it for the after photo programs, and uh, and you can sell them all in systems online. I said, why don't you take your marketing skills, take my business businesses, and apply them into your into your brand. I said, you can use all my stuff. That's okay. Let's see what we can do with this because I think that there's a business here for you and you don't need to get a job. Right. And that was one of the things that one of our first conversations actually, while I was trying to lift that you so rudely interrupted, um, (laughs) was I asked you what you did and you told me you were a fitness entrepreneur and you were a business owner. And for my whole life, basically both my parents have their masters in finance and they always said save 401k ira sit in a desk nine to five become a ceo become vp of marketing my mom was really upset when i didn't go into accounting and i went into marketing so very numbers oriented and very traditional standard nine to five you get two weeks vacation the entire year which is fine not everyone has an entrepreneurial brain but when josh told me that he was an entrepreneur and he was in the fitness industry in my head i'm like well t- this this clown can do it so can i like why why can't why can't i do it you know wow thanks for the compliment there (laughs) go from he's smoking hot to a clown great (laughs) it's it's really feeling the love it's all love and endearing so when i quit my job and moved like josh mentioned i had a week in between my old job and my new job starting and in that week like he mentioned we took the programs, the workout programs that he was already selling to his following and his clientele and plugged it in to my following. And my mom's head almost exploded when I told her that I was not going to be taking the job because in that week I made more in a week than I would have made in a month at the agency that I had a job offer in. And I told my mom that I would add her back on my bank account. And if she ever saw anything alarming, I would reconsider. I would just hang the fitness idea up to dry and I would get a job in a desk and go back to quote unquote work. We had different plans. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It, did, it didn't take long. I mean, your mom was pretty concerned about not investing the money that we were making properly right so (laughs) it was really funny funny how it came came around and for the first i don't know that was april we got engaged in september so in that time 
we were living together. Let's just call it. I yeah, never she once, never once stayed at her, no. her place, so, even though I was against her moving in. Yeah, but so I, could, I did. I couldn't keep her away. I did anyways. She and Tom came with. <laughs> and we well, were Well, that was just, actually my rule. I, Tom wasn't yeah. allowed. And then I knew how much you loved Tom. And I said, you know what? I I care about you more than I hate cats. And I I didn't hate cats. I just hated cat hair. If cats didn't have hair, I'd been super happy with them. So poor Tom had to get shaved. So we like shaved a little, Tom. Like he had little Ugg boot cuffs for fur. And uh, we let Tom come in. Yes. And I fell in love with that little gangster. Yeah. So in that time, we were living in an apartment. We traveled a little bit. We were doing some shows. We did, you did the Orlando Pro Show, and then we both did the Pittsburgh show in May. That was our last show for both of us. Hung the suits up, realized that we wanted to travel and do a lot more than just, just compete. compete. Well, I mean, we were working together, you know, yeah. and and you had some cool marketing ideas, and we I had the, the business plans, and... Yep. And we were, we were working together. It was so cool. I'll never forget. I got my table from New Uses, which is basically a Goodwill. And it had broken chairs. And we're sitting on those broken chairs in our apartment. Two broken chairs. In our apartment with our little laptops and just working away yeah. and dreaming big. And that was pretty cool. I, I, cool. I reminisce on those days a lot. I wish, I wish we had photos of that. You always like, you never realize what you want to make a memory of. Yeah. Until it's passed. So I do wish we had some photos of that. We have some photos in that kitchen, but... We, um, then we got engaged. Well, I, th I think it's important to not k skip over the step that, you know, we started working a lot. Together. Oh, we hustled. I yeah. mean, we, we hustled hard redesigning some programs together, yep. you know, gearing them more towards women. Cause mine were mm -hmm. kind of geared towards men yep. and, and doing all of this together. I mean, and really thinking big and, yep. and dreaming and planning. And so businesses started forming and we're just kind of dating and it but, was weird. And it was kind of weird because we're like, okay, well, what percent of this company do you get? And I said, well, I'll take 50%. You take 50%. I'm like, this is just kind of strange. Mm -hmm. And so six months goes by. We literally spent 24 hours a day together, seven days a week, no breaks whatsoever. I mean, no visiting family, nothing. I mean, it was six months straight of each other. Yep. And, and we really did the math. And it was like for a normal relationship, a nine to five, they're gone. And then they spend the evenings together. We had a, like a three-year relationship um, in six months worth of time that we spent together. And I said, and I remember I said, you know what? I think this is going to work. You and you me. learn a lot about someone when you're building things and doing projects together, especially right. when you disagree, because in the first like few months, you're just all like, oh yeah, I'll do that, yada, yada, yada. And right. we're both very alphas. And so to have disagreements that early on was challenging, but also I think proved that we work very well together. We, yeah, I mean, it was, uh, we handled each other's personalities very well. And I, I think- We're basically the same person. We're both Aquariuses. Our birthdays right. are one day apart. We're very alpha. Yeah. And we butt heads a lot. We but, do, but mm -hmm. having the, the training I did and people skills really helped buffer those those fights. Um, yeah. And anyone that hangs out with us and sees us fight, you would swear we have no people skill trainings at all. Yeah. But we we work <laughs> we work really well. We're like yeah. a married old couple. Yeah. But you know, it, it kind of fast forward. I said, you know what? I I genuinely love this person more than any other person I've ever met. I've never been. You more said I love you on, first on the stairmaster on the stairmaster where yep. the same gym that we met in. 
I think yep. your brain was just deprived of oxygen that day. That could have been. Yeah. But it's funny you say that. It's just one of those things, you know, I'd never have been so impressed by another individual in my entire life, man or female. I mean, yeah. it, it doesn't matter. And you just impressed me so much. Thanks. And it was Stop. pretty... Oh, wait, keep going. It was pretty easy for me to make a decision to ask you to marry me just yeah. simply because I had been taking a lot of courses and reading books as a single man on how to have the best relationship possible. I'd read the five love languages. I bought the Tony Robbins ultimate relationship program, which by the way, was $300 for Not a single cheap. guy. Yeah. And I studied and, and I learned really quickly that for me to have what I really wanted, I needed to know what I really wanted. Yep. So I made a list of everything I could ever think of that I wanted in another woman. And uh, it's call me crazy, but I had 126 things on this list. You did. I've and, seen the list. And uh, this was pretty powerful stuff. So, and I could go down, down the road of the part of your brain that's in charge of this, like the reticular activating system and blah, blah, blah. But I don't want to bore you guys with that. But th the point is, is I knew exactly what I wanted. So you knew what to look for. I knew exactly what to look for. And when I found it, I wasn't going to screw it up. Mm -hmm. A lot of people wait till they have something special to train for that special person. And then they want relationship books and all this stuff. I wanted when I found that person to, to be ready. I also think too, something you say to a lot of people is you're looking for this unicorn, but why would the unicorn even want to be with someone like you? No, you're attracted to what you are, not what you want. Mm -hmm. And, and I learned that very quickly. So I worked on becoming the man that this perfect unicorn girl deserved mm -hmm. that I wanted to marry. And I, that was a big step in my life, you know? And so I was being an entrepreneur, but being an entrepreneur is one thing, but being a good person is another. Mm -hmm. And so I really was working on myself with self-development and a lot of books and a lot of audios, a lot of tapes, all this stuff. And, you know, it's so funny. I, I prepared before I ever met you. Right. But when I met you, I started, it was so funny. I didn't go to the list right away. But like a the few, list. The, a few months into it, I'm like, I, I was so in love with you. And, and I said, like, you know, what? I should pull out that list just for fun. And I kid you not, guys, she was all but one thing yep. on that list. Everything from I, I went into details of how they look to the relationships with their father. And I mean, their family. I mean, I wrote down extremely vivid details mm -hmm. of the person I wanted to be with, the type of personality to their education. I mean, you name it. I mean, I did it. It was insane. Um, but there was one thing that you weren't on the list. I wasn't 5'6". Yeah. She I'm 5'3". So all you 5'6 girls out there, you had a chance. Better look out. Um, <laughs> but I'm 5'6 in heels, so. So she's 5'6 in heels, so maybe she does technically yeah. make the list. But for real, though, that was on the list. How um, stupid was I? Because the perfect little prize was only 5'3. That's it. And, uh, and it's so hilarious to pull that old thing out and look at it. It's pretty funny. And because I was a big goal setter, um, set lots of goals, wrote them all down. Um, and I think that's important, you know, when you're a business owner or trying to accomplish really anything in life. And my wife was a goal of mine. And, you yeah. know, my biggest fear was I was going to accomplish and become a millionaire and do all these things on my own, regardless. Yep. That was a goal. And I really didn't want to do that. I wanted to do that with somebody that we did it together because I never wanted to wonder if I got married because of my wealth or, or fame or whatever. I got wanted married because you're two broken chairs. Yeah, we were yep. two broken chairs, and I was I was trying to save money, even though I made decent money, and mm -hmm. I I didn't drive a fancy car, and I I didn't do a lot of that stuff, you know, because you need money to make money. Yep. So, 
it was one of those things that we started building businesses together. And I said, you know what? This is my girl. I said, I'm just going to ask her to marry me. So? So I, we, we were already doing the social media thing. And, yep. and so I really wanted the engagement to be private. I didn't, I didn't want it to be this big elaborate thing where I walk out on stage and the whole world's exposed because we share our life, yep. you know, in, in great detail on social media platforms. So I wanted it to be private. But I also wanted it to be special. And so we got engaged or we, we met at the Arnold. So I thought it was fitting at the Olympia. Yep. I was like, you know what? During the Olympia, I'm going to ask the Sarah Bacon to marry me. Which, if you guys don't know, the Arnold is the biggest fitness convention in the world. The Olympia is the second. And the Arnold's in Columbus. The Olympia is in Vegas. Las Vegas. So that was, we both love Vegas and 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 the reason I wanted to do it there more than anything was because her parents were going to be in town the same weekend so I knew that was a big deal for her to be able to to share that experience with her family and so I wanted that I I was like okay I'm gonna do it so we also were working with isolator which was the same company that I was working with at the Arnold when we met so a perfect storm um did she expect it I would like to think that she did because it was like day two or three in Vegas, I could tell she was getting pretty upset that I haven't asked her. Because, I mean, let's be honest, she's a smart girl. All these stars are aligned. Her parents... We'd already looked at rings. I mean, it was like, come on, dude. Right. Step right. up. So we were we were in the hotel, and uh, yep. and I got down on one knee, and sure enough, you know, I asked her to marry me. She said yes. We went right away over to her parents, and uh, they were having well, dinner. Well, we... So we surprised them. So we were... Um, Jerry... Well, go on. So we were in Vegas. My parents were also in Vegas, and they invited us out to dinner that Saturday night. And I said, no, um, you know, we we really want to go to the buffet. We've been dieting really hard for the Olympia. I think we're just going to go to the buffet. But we saw them the night before, so it actually kind of worked out. So you can just stay up here. So we got engaged, and I knew I couldn't post to social media without telling my mom in person first. When she was at the same ho- or the hotel, like right next door, because so we were planning on going to the Bellagio buffet, I think. But I think we ended up at Caesars. So they were eating at Carmine's in Caesars, and we went and surprised them, because we obviously had told them we weren't going to dinner with them. And I had my hand behind my back, and my mom's like, "What are you guys doing here? Do you want to join?" And um, I'm like, I whip my hand out, and I'm like, "No, I just wanted to come tell you. Like we were just shopping, but I wanted to come tell you in person." And so she screamed, she's crying. The in whole, the restaurant, whole restaurants screams. looking at us, and it was it was a really cool, just experience to be able to share that in person because I wasn't going to see them until probably Thanksgiving. Right. So I didn't want to obviously wait until then, and I didn't want to just text or call the call over the phone. So it was really neat that we got to experience that with them in person with our engagement and now every time we go back to vegas it's just it's so much fun to just relive that and have that special memory in las vegas so yeah and and you know fast forward you know we got married pretty quickly you know we got we engaged in september and we got married that january we wanted a winter wedding it was it was nice low-key beautiful day yep and uh we got married and we started forming business after business together i think that's a a really proper segue you know yeah. and and the first business that we we launched was really already established and uh it was going under it wasn't doing well 
And so we bought the company, basically. Yep. We bought into it. Our first supplement and, company. And became part owners mm -hmm. of this already established company. I love the brand. I love the people. And uh, and we bought it. And uh, and the rest, you know, you can share. The rest is kind of business history. And I know that we're going to dive into a lot more over the next few podcasts of all the businesses that we own and how we make the decisions that we do, how we keep everything organized. But our first quote unquote business, well, I would say it would be Bomar Fitness. Bomar Fitness, yeah. But well, then, that's been established yeah. since 2008 or yeah. something. Yeah. And then we bought and are still owners of Natural Science Creation. Which and was that was the first company. And that was a great project and learning, just learning curve for us and stepping stone into owning a business discussing things with manufacturers, having a fulfillment center, but not to the scale that Bomer Nutrition necessarily is. So it was, it's a great company, makes great pharmaceutical-based supplements. Very high quality. Very high quality. But because we, so Josh and I do all of our own comments, DMs, emails, the whole nine yards. And one of the things that we kept seeing was the same, the same people were buying the same things over and over and over again. And for us, even if you go back on our YouTube, or if you go back on our Instagram, you won't really see us promoting a protein powder or a protein bar or anything. And that's simply because we didn't really like what was on the market. And I didn't enjoy any of them. I had to choke yeah, them all down. It, it was, was horrible. Not good. So that's kind of where the idea of Bomber Nutrition came around. We had a lot of failures in between getting married in 2015 to where we are right now in the middle of September in 2019. And that's going to be a really fun podcast episode, but failed companies. I mean, Bomar nutrition, the, the little failures and yeah, Bomar nutrition wasn't our first shot at, nope. the, at the protein business. Um, that'll be a lot of fun to dive into that. Yeah. So, but for this episode, we really just wanted to kind of go into how we met our first year together, getting engaged. So that was really neat too, going back to the Arnold in 2015. Again, working isolator with Dave. The year before we had met, we came back in 2015 married. So those photos are really fun to show side by side. Who knows? Maybe in 2020, I'll be pregnant and we'll have that photo. Wow. Yeah. That would be so So crazy. the Arnold really holds a special place as well as Vegas for us in our hearts. But it's it's been it's been a wild, wild ride. For yeah, sure. And, and, you know, I think it's important for everybody to know, you know, it's uh, it's one of those things you and I, you know, we genuinely love doing business together. Mm -hmm. We're best friends. We're business partners. You know, we're lovers, co-workers, co-workers. I mean, so I'm your boss sometimes and you're my boss sometimes. I know. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy. And yep. for us to, to still be married after almost six years now. Yep. I mean, that's pretty amazing. I think that's uh, something to, to say about us. So. Yeah. So we really hope that you guys enjoyed this podcast and just kind of how we met and our quote unquote love story. We will get into the business stuff, the nitty gritty. We have a ton of podcast episodes planned and ready to go. But for these first few ones, like Josh mentioned, we did just want to kind of give you guys, even if you've been following us for a while, it's so much easier to just talk for... 45 minutes about right. how we met and who we are instead of just reading that in an Instagram caption. Right. We really wanted to take the time to film these so that you guys truly had an understanding of who we are. Yeah, I think this this foundation's important. And guys, we're going to get into like 
super high level stuff for helping with nutrition and dieting and workouts. I mean, this podcast isn't just going to be about, you know, us and we're definitely going to be switching gears here soon um, and transition it straight to helping you guys from every kind of topic you can think of. Uh, But I think it's like Sarah said, it's important to lay that foundation so you guys know who you're learning from and who you're being educated by and and entertained by. And, uh, but yeah, so I think uh, this is, the wrapping up the, the sign off. Time. We still haven't figured out our sign off yet. I think it should be just us Maybe. showing pure gratifi- gratitude. Maybe like stay healthy, San Diego. I don't know. And <laughs> no, I, I genuinely, guys, we are so appreciative of you listening. If you tuned in this long, um, we genuinely love you guys. And uh, thanks again for listening to the Bomar Show and, and hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. We'll see you in episode three. Episode three.